Amalgam Nation, episode 217. Make sure the people you bring on have the absolute essential tools that they need to succeed. And if they do it, they're going to succeed. It's not up to chance. It's just a matter of time. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. For just $1, you can get all access to over 17 training courses, weekly coaching, you can ask me questions, 30 newsletters, and network with top distributors. Go get a dollar trial to MLM Nation Insider at MLMNationInsider.com. Again, that is MLMNationInsider.com. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And before we start, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing trainings and stories just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at MLMNation.net forward slash times. Again, that's MLMNation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's iTunes review of the day. This comes from Ricky Chisholm. Really, really cool to see you, Ricky. I actually know you, Ricky Chisholm, out in Melbourne. And it says, amazing. Simon Chan has changed my life. All the audios and materials have helped me move forward in my business and also life. He's straight to the point and doesn't sugarcoat anything. I love him because I know he's been through everything and done the hard yards. He provides value to so many lives. Thank you, Mr. Simon Chan. Well, thank you, Ricky, for taking the two minutes, one or two minutes to do the review. I'm glad to be able to make an impact. And I know you also attend my trainings when I go to Australia. So thank you again for taking the time to do this. And you know, it's self-development is important. I mean, it just reminds me of when I first started. Uh, I would just learn from the best of the best. And after learn from the best of my company, I was like, well, who else can I learn from? You know, and I went to YouTube and there's so much stuff out of YouTube. Some, I mean, some good, some you're not sure who's good. And that's really the vision of doing ML Nation is uh, filtering out who's legit and putting them on the show. So, Ricky, I'm glad that you are not just taking the lessons, but I think what makes me happy is not just with business, but also in your personal life as well. Uh, because success habits is what you call it. Uh, not just apply to one thing, you can carry through all parts of your life. They're transferable, if that's the right word. So thank you again, Ricky. Look forward to seeing you soon in Australia. And uh, if this show has helped you in any way, please take one to two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They really mean a lot. It makes my day and keeps the show going. So please take the time to do that. And now with that said, we got a super leader today. Awesome, awesome trading. Let's go right to the show. ML Nation, this is Simon Channing. I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Don Martin. Don, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready. Don Martin was running a construction company when he discovered network marketing 16 and a half years ago in 1999. He built the business part-time for the first three years and has been full-time ever since. The most impressive thing about Don is he's been the same company the entire time. And throughout the years, his income has increased every single year. He's built a global organization in different continents as a million-dollar club member. Don lives out in Pennsylvania with his wife, Lisa, and three kids. So, Don, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. 
Simon, great to have uh, the time with you today. I appreciate it. I'm humbled by your uh, request to have me on here, and uh, and I appreciate all, all that you guys do to to train people that look to you know work to build their business from home and and really create a network marketing business. So I appreciate your time. But I was introduced to um, uh, the network marketing world when I was 23 years old, and and um, my uh, my background was in baseball. You know, I went to college as an athlete and um, I was a very competitive athlete and I went to school for that because I wanted to position myself um, uh, to become a professional baseball player. I was very competitive. I wanted to do that, but I also, um, you know, uh, was good at it. So I went to school for that. I assumed that's what I was going to do. I succeeded through um, the, my collegiate years doing very well with baseball, but I had uh, a, a health challenge and some, some injuries happened um, uh, during my senior year. And, um, and so I finished up school. I didn't know what I was going to do. And um, my background with my father and a distant second for me to be a professional baseball player was um, to custom design and build houses. And I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player, but obviously unknowingly when it, when injuries happen, you know, it just happens. And, I decided to come out of school, finish up school. And when I saw the job market uh, the way it was at the time, and it's obviously not any better today, but when I saw how the job market was, I was like, man, $20,000, $25,000 a year coming out of college after being there for five years just wasn't attractive to me. Um, so my father had a background in construction, and I worked with him when I was a kid. So I just decided to you know, become an entrepreneur right out of school, start a construction business, and I did well. Um, I really did well with the construction business. Um, I was willing to work hard. That's one thing I think is important um, in businesses to be able to work hard. Um, and I did well with, the, with that because I was willing to put the time in and, and, and pay the price uh, for success with the construction world. But what happened in that world was uh, a lot of the downsides of the entrepreneurial world started to rise up. You know, I, was, I, was, I had up to 13 employees. At any given time, um, I would train people who would then, after they got good enough, I was training them to run job sites for me and to run crews for me. Once they got proficient enough to do that, they would then spin off and start their own construction company. And ultimately, I trained my entire or a lot of my competition in my hometown uh, to because they used to work for me. And then they went and started their own thing. And um, so... You know, although I did well financially, I found myself pretty much uh, becoming a slave to my business. When I started the business, you know, I know it's cliche, but, you know, I owned the business. But within only probably three years, that business started to own me and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, uh, I, I knew I didn't want to work the way I was working forever. And, and it just became a vicious cycle of training people who would then go and compete with me and, you know, trying all the different ways to keep them in the business uh, of, of the construction world working with me, just I couldn't figure out a way to do it. So what happened was uh, my accountant saw how I was doing with the construction business, but also knew I was, I was struggling. And he basically introduced me to this business over the phone through a real good friend of mine and uh, into the network marketing world. And I literally blew him off for four months. Because my father, growing up, um, uh, when I was growing up, I watched my father 
involve himself in the network marketing world and multi-level marketing world. And they never worked out. And it wasn't for lack of trying. Um, it, it just was certain things just didn't, you know, come together for him. And I just made some assumptions that a lot of people make when it comes down to this type of business and this type of, you know, uh, marketing. And it is, you know, a few people at the top make money at the expense of a lot of people at the bottom who don't. And, and I could not ethically even consider doing anything like what my father had done because I just assumed, you know, I would be successful because I was doing well, but I couldn't make success off of other people's failures, if that makes sense. So when I finally saw it, it took me four months to look, but when my accountant finally got me to take a look at what I, what I decided to partner with, um, I saw how different it was than what my preconceived notions were. And I said, I got to try this. It just makes too much sense. It eliminated all the downsides of the things my dad had tried from the multi-level marketing world, but kept all the benefits of, of building a network to where it really could work. So I decided to give it a go and, and, um, and the rest is history. I did really well over time. But what I think is important is that my first year is very part time. I was literally only putting in six, seven, eight hours at the most per week. Um, and, uh, my first year I made a few thousand bucks. My second year I made tens of thousands. My third year, you know, I was near annualized at six figures and since it's continued to grow, uh, but it was a learning curve. It was a learning process. And, um, and now I can't imagine life anywhere else. You know, I just imagine if, if my accountant wasn't persistent enough over those four months to get me to look, because, uh, until I did all those preconceived notions, were rattling in my head, and uh, I just wasn't interested. But when I finally took a look and I finally saw what it was all about, I knew it was worth taking a shot, and it's changed my life. You said that uh, you had the preconceived notion that the top people make all the money, right? And I think that's a big thing that a lot of people go through. How did they explain it to you where you saw that it wasn't true? Well, you know, uh, in the model that we're at, you know, it's, it's structured a little bit differently than, than – there's so many different, like, models in network marketing and compensation structures. So – you know, and what we do when I, when I looked at it, I realized, you know, it was performance based. That's number one. It was a performance based compensation model. So, you know, the people who performed the most actually earned the most money. And there wasn't people just sitting at the top, you know, raking in all the money while other people underneath them worked their tails off. It was something that was designed where you get paid for what you produce. And, and I love that because it allows you to create leverage, but it also, it makes every single person that's a part of it produce and become and be productive to the whole program. Um, and when that happens and you have a model designed around that, you know, it really everybody contributes their fair share for everybody to win. And um, when they explained it to me, it just made a lot of sense. And um, I really wholeheartedly believe that it just takes a little bit of open mindedness from people to sit down and look at the offerings that people have, and then their own personal evaluation will decide, hey, is this a compensation plan that's really designed for the average person to succeed over an extended period of time, or is this a lot of hype? You know, And, and it's one of those things where you kind of almost got to follow your heart, but you can't follow your heart and your gut until you actually see it and understand the whole picture. So once you got started, you said you, had, um, you were working six to eight hours a week. How was your first sex? say four to eight weeks. Did you have success right away? 
You know, it was funny. When I first started talking to people, I got a little lucky in the sense that the first three people I introduced to the business got started. Uh, but then I had 18 people in a row that actually said no, you know, and I was like, what's going on here? And and uh, I didn't realize. Was, so I had the first three people, um, you know, I didn't make I didn't make my first bonus check till three weeks in and, and our model pays weekly. So um you know, my first week I didn't get a bonus. My second week I didn't get a bonus. But my third week I did. And I made my first bonus check of uh, 300 bucks. It was the smallest check we could earn in the business. And um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, did I do okay? Yeah, I started to make a little bit of money. But I also realized early on before I even d- decided that this was a, a, pl- a, a, a plan that was designed to be long term. It was designed to be over time. And it's not for fast, instant, you know, quick, quick, fast money, because typically in quick, fast money type of programs, that's all there is. You know, there's really very difficult to create. I wanted a residual income. I didn't get into this to make a few hundred bucks um, and then nothing. I got into this because over a two to three year period of time, I wanted to create a substantial ongoing income to where I didn't have to trade time for dollars for the rest of my life. What do you think um, you did? Like in terms of you had pretty successful in the first four weeks, right? You sponsored three, and then why do you think you had success while most distributors struggle and have challenges? Well, for, honestly, the first thing is I went to uh, within I would say within three weeks I was at my first conference and. Um, and uh, that really helped me understand that this wasn't just something to make a, a couple dollars at. This could become a, a real profession, you know. And at first I saw it and I saw, hey, I might get lucky and make a bunch of money at this, you know, when I first looked. But when I went to the first conference that I, uh, that I attended and I really saw that the career opportunity behind it, um, I, it just built a whole new level of belief and confidence and knowledge is power. And, and an entire weekend of training that took me to another level of education and, and uh, understanding and how this works, how it's different from what's out there and how it really positions us. And uh, I really, really gained this this posture about myself. And I really believe that's really what it comes down to. I knew it was going to work. I was confident in it. It just made too much sense for it not to work. And when I was speaking with people, I just came from that. You know, I had the posture to let people know this may or may not be for you. I'm fine with it either way, but it's going to work for me. It's just a matter if you want to be a part of it or not. Hmm. That's really good. I think most people like that posture. They, they, they're oh, not yeah. sure whether it's going to work or not. Yeah, correct. And a lot of times, you know, people want something. Uh, they want to get into business. They want to work for themselves. But then, you know, as soon as you say, hey, there's some education and there's some training involved, you know, all of a sudden the brakes go on. And I'm like, listen, you need to grow to succeed. You have to grow as a, a in knowledge and understanding in order to succeed. It's not like you're going to magically find yourself in this amazing company that's not going to uh, require you to develop yourself as a person and as an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, if they tell you that, I would encourage you to run, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of posture, I think that's so important. You, you brought a great point that you know you're destined for success, and whether they're in or not, it's up to them. Any other examples of posture? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that I really um, spend a lot of time on um, is is I have prerequisites. I have some, some things that I kind of uh, require of the people that I'm working with 
to do before I even partner with them uh, because I want to make sure that they're willing to be, you know, coachable and follow a system and, you know, be self-dependent, but yet also don't go out and try to recreate the wheel. Understand there's a business and there's a model and it's, it's standardized behind it. And they have something that can, they can really become successful with um, if they follow the system. So I'll kind of set that precedent up front by letting them know, I would love to have you on this business and I, in this business. And I think you'd be a great asset. And I think this would be a great, you know, life altering experience for you. Here's some of the things that we need to do a, as a precursor to get you started in the, in, on the road to success. And I, I usually do that before you even get started by getting into, you know, read some of the literature and information and, and, and watch some of the video trainings and even attend live in-person trainings. You know, I, I many times require that before I even bring them on because I want to make sure that they have the confidence and knowledge or at least the habit of creating and, and learning the, the knowledge that it will take to become successful uh, as a uh, individually motivated entrepreneur. And I guess if they don't do that, then they're just not worth your time because they'll never be successful and you'd be wasting your time just even bringing them in. You're 100% right. And even more important, yes, you know, not even so much. And, and you're right, Simon, it, it would definitely be a waste of my time. But even more important, I always reflect on what the value to them is. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, it's not so much about me and my time, but it's about them and their time. And when you're a, an entrepreneur like me and you are building a business that you know you're going to be there for life, you're, you're never going to go from deal to deal. This is this is my career forever. You know, I created a a, a phenomenal residual income my kids are going to enjoy for generations. And my reputation is everything to me because, I, you know, I can't rely on switching, you know, like going from one company to the next company and say, oh, that company, I'm with this company for life. That's my decision. And that's why I think I've had the long-term success I had and it keep, continues to grow. So if I don't start people correctly, I'm failing them because yeah. if I make them think they can become successful with that and, and then take a shortcut to become successful, you know, uh, you know, I'm failing them and it, it creates a bad reputation for me. So I think it's important to set those standards up front. Yes, it's great for posture. Yes, it saves you time. But just as importantly, it's going to make sure the people you bring on have the absolute essential tools that they need to succeed and if they do it they're going to succeed it's not up to chance it's just a matter of time you had mentioned your um first year you made a few thousand the second year and then third year you really took off you hit like six figures what was the turning point was there like a specific light bulb moment or aha moment that you can remember that you can trace back that really after that then your business really took off yeah, yeah. When I really, you know, when when I I have two of them. Obviously, I'd mentioned one earlier, uh, and that was my first international convention. You know, the first big event that I went corporate that was you know tens of thousands of people in attendance, and um, that was my first real aha moment. And um, and I did that early on um, because you know I wanted to make sure that um, that I knew what I was talking about. And but what I didn't realize I was going to get is this armor and this backbone um, installed in me when I was there to be able to handle the cynicism and the skepticism that anyone that works for themselves uh, in this industry of network marketing ha- has to go through because people are going to have those those things. And But most importantly for me by being there is I saw this was a potential career path 
and um, and not just something where if I just put a little bit of time and maybe I'll get lucky and create some income, I realize that this could be a phenomenal opportunity for long-term success and growth, um, and I was willing to put some time into it. Um, so that was early on. But then about, I would say about two years in, I learned a, I learned a little thing that I think really uh, was the biggest I guess, magic moment when it came to the actual business building process. And that was this. I learned that I never had to sell anybody into what I was doing. I actually learned that if I just mastered the process of getting people to getting people exposed to what I have, the, the, the right people actually volunteer themselves. And I stopped trying to pursue people. And I started really positioning myself as I have something that may be for you or it may not be for you. And I'm completely fine with it either way. But I think this could be a life altering experience for you or someone you know, and we're not going to know until you see it. All I ask for you to do is check it out. And and um, if you like it, great. If you don't, great. We'll shake hands part ways friends. And uh, But at least I know I gave you the opportunity and you know you took a look at it. And Man, did that make a big difference because then I wasn't pursuing anybody. Everyone that liked what I saw was pursuing me, and then I was giving them what they needed to do to start, and I wasn't trying to convince people. And that can be you know, frustrating for people. If you constantly feel like you're trying to convince people to do something, it's frustrating for you as an entrepreneur. More importantly, they, they want to know, why are you selling me so hard? Why are you... You, you don't have to – if you have a great opportunity, you don't have to sell it. You just got to let people know the opportunity and the right people are going to volunteer. Right. It, it goes back to your posture, right? If you're selling yeah. me hard, Don, I'm like, Don, you know, why is this so good? If this was so, so good and Don is so successful, why is he working so hard trying to convince me to join? A thousand percent. Right. The posture. And I think most distributors, they are pursuing people too hard and selling hard. And it's almost like no one – everyone hates to be sold. They also think that, oh, if I join, now I'm going to be doing what Don is selling people. Exactly. And, and no one likes to be put in that position. No one wants to feel. Another thing, too, is I got more and more referrals. More. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten tons of referrals because I don't pursue people because, you know, uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, eventually if you pursue, you know, you're going to get the right people. Yeah, you're right. But you'll never get referrals because no one's going to recommend their friend to be uh, – <laughs> With the, to get their arm twisted by you, you know? Right, right. Uh, and I think the psycho, psycho, uh, psychological component to that is like the more you chase people, the more naturally they run away. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Right. But you, you don't chase people, and that's why people are actually coming to you and actually giving you referrals because you, yeah. you don't care whether they're coming in or not. I love that. Really good. Um, what was the – no, I love to ask this question. This, you're 16 and a half years. What is the worst, worst, worst moment for you in that we're marketing? You know, it's really funny that I, you know, I, I heard that before, and I and and I know you mentioned that you were going to ask that, and I just couldn't. I'm try, I probably, to me, I really didn't have a single worst moment, honestly, because I think I did it right. I evolved into the industry. I didn't slam myself into it. I knew I had to learn. I knew I had to educate, um, and and things like that. Um, so I really didn't have a worst moment. Um, you know, I had some frustration where, um, you know, if I, you know, if I would bring people into the business that I didn't, you know, educate correctly up front or make sure they knew what was going on. Sometimes we get overzealous and we bring people in a little too quickly or, you know, um, and when that happens, all of a sudden they're like, you know, they don't even know what they're in 
and, and then they disappear faster than they got started. Um, you know, that's the extent of that for, for me um, What was that. But I would tell you, in, in terms of a lesson learned, um, uh, for me, the lesson learned is this. It's funny. It's something that my wife um, shared, and, and um, it's really important. And, and I realized that instead of trying to get people to produce to create me a residual income, I had to be actually become the person that I wanted to have in my business. Because if you be, so it's funny, it, it's a little thing that my wife uh, uh, had really taught me and, and, and I love it. And, and it says to, to attract attractive people, you must be attractive. To mm. attract powerful people, you must be powerful. You're not gonna trip over them and they're gonna avoid you if you're not. Uh, to attract committed people, you must personally be committed. Instead of going work on your people, go to work on yourself. If you become, you can attract. And, and I love that. And, uh, you know, it, obviously it comes down to that old saying, if it is to be, it's up to me. But become the, the person you want in your organization and you will attract those type of people in droves. And by the way, it works whether you know it or not. So if you're someone that's, that gets in this business and you're trying to be lazy, you're trying to be complacent, you're trying to like give it as little effort as you can to get the most return for the minimum effort, you're going to find people with the same minimizing mindset and that becomes frustrating. You want people that are willing to, to, to get up and produce and hustle and make things happen to create a residual income and they're not looking for shortcuts. They're looking for ways to earn it and, and, and grow into it and man, that is the most fun type of people to be around too. That's really good. You got to be before you become and so that yeah. leads into what I want to ask you. It's like you are at the top of your game at your company. Uh, you got to you were the same company. That's the cool thing is like you get really good residual income. We had talked about this before uh, yeah. the show. So who are you looking to become now? Who are you becoming? What? So I guess there's two parts of the question. What motivates you to keep going? And in terms of like, you know, for, for example, a new distributor, if they want to attract a leader like you, they got to be the Don Martin to attract a leader. So you at the top now. Who are you looking to be to fuel well, your yeah, continual for- growth? You know, for me, it's amazing because my wife and I have created a phenomenal residual income. And, and I, it's funny because I'm actually building this business now harder than ever. Um, and it's not for a financial motivation on my part. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, every entrepreneur in the world will be, you know, it, it's like it's like the Super Bowl to create a larger income. You know, it, you know, football players don't have to win the Super Bowl to make a living. Um, and same thing with people in the top of the network marketing world. But I'll tell you, my Super Bowl is, is is hitting the next level. And here's why. I'm so inspired and I'm working harder and faster now than ever before in partnering and mentoring people because um, being – higher levels are hit so much quicker today. There's so many facets to that. Um, but – that's what gets me going. And I, I, so what I want to become, I just want to become the person who has the most six-figure earners in my organization in the world. Hmm. You know, And that's kind of the motivating for me. I, whatever my income ends up being, great. But I, it's about that legacy. And I'll tell you, I get more out of seeing my people, like my proudest moments in this business, were watching the people that I've partnered with mentored personally 
taught them, remember some of them were couldn't afford to pay for groceries, you know, and then watching them grow and be in the front of a stage with 20,000 other people and they're the professional, the leader, they're feeding their family, they're, they have a great income, they're six-figure earners. And um, and that, man, I get more out of that than, than, than any financial reward that I can earn now, you know? So it's neat how it evolves beyond financial gain for 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 you once you're once you're there and then it becomes more about helping other people so for me it's just i want to evolve as the best leader in the world so i can mentor motivate and coach people to become six-figure earners completely self-reliant but being willing to get in the trenches with them to teach them how up front if that makes sense yeah now one of the things i really respect you is uh, um you've been with the same company for this whole time, right? And you, one and only company. You've never been to any other company before, right? That's right. One, That's right. It's it's a rarity nowadays. So, and I normally can't even ask this question to other guests because um, you know people have been on other companies. Maybe they got lucky, they joined the wrong company. But what keeps you? I'm sure at your level and even throughout the journey, you know, you get headhunted. People want to switch companies. What kept you loyal to your same company the entire time? You know, uh, uh, honestly. It, it, I, I honestly believe, you know, wholeheartedly that there's not a model out there that compensates the way we do. Um, and that's an important. Um, but I think loyalty is a two way street. You know, I was always my mentors and my corporate staff at the company and all the leaders that, I, that I've worked have always been loyal to me. Um, and they were always available for for guidance and assistance and help and training and and, um, you know, they, I, I was a human being from the day I started. I was real. And and um, obviously the, the way it works, it just made sense to me. And and, uh, you know, there's not an amount of money and I've been offered hundreds of thousands of dollars to to switch. There's not an amount of money that will ever be able to buy me because a couple things. Number one, if I'm offered a bunch of money, that means I got to go try to tell people in something else that it's the best deal in the world. But I'm only saying that because they bought me. You know, um, and uh, for me, you know, I'll never do that because I think ethically speaking to have a long term residual, you need to do that. So the company was loyal to me. They've taken care of me, you know, and 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 I'm, I'm a loyal person. And I think loyalty is the most important aspect in building a residual income out of anything. And if you're loyal and a company is loyal to you, nothing can stop you. And, um, and that's important. And that's probably the number one thing I'd encourage people to do is find something, um, you know, that has full loyalty that you will be loyal to for life. And that will obviously compensate you for the loyalty as well. You know, there's a lot of moving parts there, but to me, that's what it was. It was the loyalty factor. It was a two way street. And I, and I honestly, believe there's nothing out there like what I do, but you know, the reality of it is, man, um, I think everybody deserves to have the same chance I have and everybody has to be able to succeed with the same opportunity, if not a better opportunity than I have. And there's very few things out there that, 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 that have that, you know, and, and that's why I've been loyal the whole time. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's very inspiring to see that. Uh, very, very inspiring. Cause if you're jumping around, you never get any residual income. And like you said, it's all about the loyal, the relationships and the, uh, lo- the loyalty that keeps yeah, that yeah. And- residual income. Yeah, true, Simon. And, and, and also, you know, it's kind of neat and, and, and a lot of things are happening. But with the way the econ- with the way the industry has changed, I really think it's starting to become full circle and more and more people are looking for a home they can stay with forever. Because it was a little while there, a lot of companies would come out and offer these crazy quick incentives, you know, which would make some people some money. But, you know, that's where all the money was. So, you know, the the uh, 
it kind of was attractive to people to jump from deal to deal to deal because there was a lot of money up front, but there wasn't really a long range residual. So I think more and more uh, the, the industry is becoming full circle where people want to maintain their, if they're professional and they care about their credibility, they want to maintain that professionalism, stay credible, and then build a business that way. Speaking about change, going back from comparing 1999 to now, what is people's perception of network marketing? Have you seen any changes, and where do you see the industry heading to? It's really, you know, I really believe today. It's funny, and you know, to just kind of answer that question in in, in a couple parts, you know, uh, network marketing today, um, I think, again, if it's com- compensation. If the, if the, if it's compensation driven correctly, you know, um, that I, I think it's the best thing in the world because um, economy speaking, you know, our economy, we're in the age of the entrepreneur. And when ni- in 1999, everybody was fat and happy in the economy. There was money being made hand over fist all over industries. And I still did really well, you know, in the network marketing world. And it was probably one of the hardest times in network marketing uh, at time, which I didn't know. And I still thought it was the best thing in the world to be a part of and it worked for me over those three years. Uh, but when the economy changed in like 2005, six, seven, eight, you know, in those ranges where everything changed economically, people started looking for a way. And I really think in that time, like 2008, 2009 and going forward, we went from like the information age to the entrepreneur age. And I really think the way the tax code is structured and the way um, the, the corporations handle employees today and the way, you know, corporations handle the fiscal responsibility of their shareholders versus their employees today. I really think that the age of the entrepreneur is upon us and people want to be able to work for themselves. And I think the most exciting thing about network marketing right now is the availability uh, today for uh, people to really create a lifestyle for themselves that's really probably not possible in the normal job market anywhere, anywhere, or it's very difficult in the just the, the entrepreneurial world, just owning a business because there's so much comp- competition out there. Um, and, and I'm experiencing this personally. I mean, the people that I recruit today are hitting the levels that in our business, I'm talking two and three times as fast as I did when I started. You know, one I have one person that did it in a quarter of the time um, because of a couple things. Number one is technology. You know, technology has completely changed the game if you learn how to use it right. Technology is a double-edged sword. A lot of people, you can really self-destruct with technology just as quickly as you can create a, uh, you know, a good name for yourself with technology. So you have to learn how to use technology right, you know, like Facebook and social media. But the second thing that's happening is, again, people are, are realizing that, want to work for themselves from home that have maybe a background in the network marketing, multi-level marketing world that they, they want something that'll last and that the, the industry has gone full circle to where there was companies that were designed to be long-term. And then a bunch of companies came around that were like, you know, sizzle, hype, 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 get people all excited, but there wasn't anything behind the paper tiger. You know, it was, it looked like a big vicious thing, but as soon as they punched holes in it, there was, it was hollow, you know. They made some money up front, but there was no nothing long range to it. But and then they had to switch companies to be able to make a living and to feed their family. So now I really believe there's a hand select amount of companies out there that that are really building for long term. So with technology, 
adding on to the availability to really get started with the company, decide it's going to be the last thing you'll ever do for the rest of your life and commit to that long range. Um, I think timing's better than ever. And, and it's really why I'm working harder. I really like to help people change their life. And I know that they can do it in this industry now. Um, uh, and especially with, with what kind of we're doing. So, Hey, thank you for sharing your wisdom and your vision. Um, really good stuff. What can a dollar get you nowadays? Definitely not Starbucks and probably not even a bagel with cream cheese. Your best a dollar investment is a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. For just $1, you can have access to all my implementation guide trainings, such as how to create shareable social media posts, how to run your first home meeting, how to do your first one-on-one meeting, and much more for just one buck. These courses are normally $47, but for your dollar trial, you can get them all for free for seven days. Go check it out at MLMNationInsider.com. That is MLMNationInsider.com. Don, as we uh, wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, so these could be one-word answers or one sentence. First one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Um, I, it's funny. When I first started, my uh, the achievement of your goals is assured the moment that you totally commit yourself. Um, that was my favorite one. But I'll tell you, my new favorite one is this. Because I really think anybody that works in this industry has to be a little nuts. And uh, I, I probably my favorite one today is, is the tallest oak in the forest was once just a little nut that held its ground. Hmm. I like that. That's good. <laughs> that's really good. I'm thinking about that. Uh, what is one habit that's helped you become successful, Don? Uh, uh, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, daily self-education. Audios, books, videos. And I'll tell you, I, I keep it real simple. I read books before I go to sleep typically. Every day, I want to just get better as a person every single day because I'll attract more people and, and I'll learn things. Um, I, I, I listen to, so I really don't take any extra time except for right before bed I read, but my videos, I listen, I watch videos in the morning, business building videos in the morning while I'm getting ready. So it doesn't take any time for me. And I listen to audios while I'm driving. Um, and, and that right there is the absolute number one success habit that anyone can create. And obviously attending live presentations and trainings as much as possible. I have to ask you a personal question because I know reading right before you sleep is so good for your subconscious mind, right? Because your mind, yeah. it, it's yeah. always it happens like if I ever looked at anything distracting or I was looking on Facebook, then actually my mind, I should dream about stuff like that. So you're reading. But my question is, my, too, and I'm asking, asking you for advice. When I read, so a lot of times I'm too tired to read. Like I can't <laughs> focus before I sleep. So, and also, if I'm not tired, I read, I get too excited and I can't go to sleep. Yeah. So what advice do you, what, how do you do it? Yeah, and you know what's really funny? It, 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 that's how I was for a while. Now it's just like a habit of, of five to ten pages a night, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, I always tell people a lot of people, I look at a book and it's three hundred pages. Well, if you just do two, if you just do ten pages, some people I just tell tell get up twenty minutes early and do it first thing in the morning. I have no problem with that at night, you know, um, and, and just to read certain things. But if it's something that really gets me pumped up. I'll get up, you know, a little bit earlier the next morning and I'll do some reading before I do my videos and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, move it to the morning. One thing I had to do, Simon, and, and this was for me, um, cause I was the type of person when I first started in this world, in this business, in this network marketing world, I really, really didn't like to read. And, um, I, I had a, one of our top earners in, in the company at the time, they said to me, um, uh, you know, they're a million dollar a year earner now. 
And, and, and I went up to him and I, I was, I was suspecting he was going to tell me, you know, I listened to audios like they were going out of style, man. I would listen to, you know, two, three, four audios. Cause in construction, man, I was driving all over the place. I had plenty of, of vehicle time, you know, uh, you know, I call that automobile university, you know, and, uh, you know, every time in a car, just learn, but I didn't like to read, you know, and anytime I would read, I get a page or two deep and I was the opposite. I, I passed right out. I couldn't read too far. And uh, I went up to him and asked him if I could just listen to audios and not read. And, and he gave me a quote. He said, you know, the only difference between you today and you tomorrow are the people you meet and the books you read because they're the only two things you know nothing about. It's a whole nother level of your subconscious that needs to be used to read versus just listen, figure out a way. So what I did was I jumped on an exercise bike and I actually read during my workout. Um, so that's another hint and advice for people like um, when you're, when you're, if you're exercising anyway and you're doing your 20 minutes or 30 minutes on the, on the bike or cardio, do it on the bike and you can read while you're doing it. Awesome. It, I, Cause I read early, early in the morning, uh, but I'm going to take that advice. I'm just going to do it. I actually want to do it both bookend them, read the first thing in the morning and also at night. So I'm going to take your advice on that. Thank you. You got it, man. Thank you. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? For me, um, find a mentor. Do everything that they tell you to do, but most in sh- most importantly, make sure they're not somebody just telling you what to do, but they're actually going to you know, get in the trenches with you on occasion and do it with you. Um, too often, there's a, lot of, uh, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of experts, but nobody that really is doing it or did it. My most important thing is you know, if you want to be – find a mentor, find somebody who's willing to get in the trenches with you on occasion and do it with you and do everything that they say. What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? Say someone's a qualified prospect. Do you send them a link to an online video or do you sit down with them, use a flip chart? Do you do a webinar, a Zoom? What do you like to use? Well, I use Zoom. I love Zoom. I mean, Zoom is something important. If I'm within an hour to two, I want to get together with them. Nothing beats personal. No matter how much technology we have, um, you know, um, to have a long-term residual income and a long-term loyalty factor, nothing will replace physical in-person meetings if possible, you know? So I like one-on-ones with, uh, you know, with, with a flip chart is fine or with a PowerPoint presentation on an iPad or something like that is fine. Um, uh, but, uh, man, if, if I don't have that ability or if, you know, now I have a business all in the world, Zoom. I love Zoom. It's a great app. It works phenomenally well. And then to manage my, my team, I use Facebook groups, you know, closed and private Facebook groups, and it keeps everybody connected. Do you have a favorite app or on your phone or online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend? I use Dropbox. I, I, I use Dropbox for so much stuff because it's so easy to share. I can share with anybody in the world and it just sends a link. So, yeah, I use, I use Dropbox. But most of my stuff, I just have, you know, for my general like entrepreneur things, I, I send people my blog. Um, and it's just donmartinlive.com. And, um and anything about my business is just my business side. I try to keep everything collaborated and and um, and um, and all in in one or two spots. So um, dmjinternational.com. My name is Don Martin Jr. So dmjinternational.com is my my business resources site. So those two is where I keep everything. You talk about self development and your habit of reading. What's one or two books you could recommend to ML Nation? There's never going to be a better book for people that are building a network marketing business than how to win friends and influence people. You know, it's funny with technology, the way it's changing, it's actually 
taking the personalization out of business a little bit so the people who master the skill of, of dealing with people are going to be the most successful people in the world. They always have been. They always will be. And, um, you know, so Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. And, and also I have to add in it because I think once a team starts growing, you need to have more than just that people skill, but you need to have leadership skills. So anything on leadership from John Maxwell as well. And here's the last question, Don, the million dollar question. You ready? Yes, sir. Here's the million dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your wife and kids, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. Kind of like you're an alien that went to another planet and they spoke English. What's the first thing you do to find prospects or the first place you go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? Well, first thing I would do, I mean, this is a great question. I love it. It's one of the most, I, I love this question because um, it's important to realize that everyone has an opportunity, no matter what their Rolodex looks like, whether they destroyed it because they tried other things that didn't work in their life. This is what I would do with all my education and knowledge. I would learn immediately. Oh, I mean, I have learned over time how to become a professional networker. Now, understand that has nothing to do with network marketing. I'm talking about a professional networker. Those skills I can use and build a reputation anywhere I go. So the first thing I would do is I would jump on Google so long as this, you know, as long as Google's exists there. I jump on Google and I would Google in the town that I'm at business networking functions. Chamber of Commerces, business card exchanges, meetup.coms, you know, any type of networking event, networking lunches, BNIs, you know, all these different things. I would look up every single one in the area and I would attend several per day. And all I would do is go into those and just meet as many people as I could and start creating a reputation of the best referral giver in the world, the best, um, uh, you know, connector in the entire place. Like when I walk into the place, everybody knows, wow, there's Don. He knows everybody and it won't take long to do that. And, you know, if you're looking for somebody that's going to give you solid referrals, he's the guy to know. Um, so I would go and I would just make, I would just completely just practice the art of networking and meeting as many people as I could and connecting as many people as I could to help their business with referrals. And in turn, they're going to love me, and I'll have more people to talk to than I can ever bring into my business. Fantastic. That is actually, I think, the first time someone really said that, what, a, what it means to be a professional networker. People are always just meeting, meeting people. But it's really, it comes down to being the best refer, the best connector. And really good stuff, very inspiring. Hey, Don, you've been awesome. Uh, as we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? The la- yeah, I, thanks, Simon. The last words of advice uh, for me is for everybody out there is just become a searcher. You know, if you want to be a professional network marketer, you know, um, become the person that you want to associate with. That's the that's the biggest thing that I can encourage you to do. Become the person you want to be associate. Uh, uh, involve yourself with a company that you can be proud of for life, and you know everyone that comes on board can can be a part of that. And has the same opportunity whether they start in ten years or if they start today. You know, um, the opportunity will always just continue to evolve and grow and become more powerful with with uh, with time. And uh, and that's what I my my biggest final thoughts and recommendations for everybody. So to connect with me, every everywhere on that is Don Martin Live. So 
Uh, Twitter, Facebook, obviously, facebook.com slash Don Martin Live. You know, that's that's the best we can communicate on there. But Don Martin Live at, at on Instagram, Don Martin Live on Twitter. We're all good in all those platforms. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Don Martin. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Don, D-O-N, at the search bar and the show notes. And all the nuggets of wisdom that Don shared and his contact info will be right there. Definitely reach out to him. Awesome, awesome leader. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Don, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Don, and God bless you. Thank you for having me, buddy. Do you want to know the foolproof follow-up formula or three elements of fast-growing organizations or my co-market recruiting secrets? You can get these $47 courses along with all my other $47 trainings for only $1 by taking a seven-day trial to MLM Nation Insider. Go to MLMNationInsider.com for the special trial offer. Again, MLMNationInsider.com for the special $1 trial. MLM Nation, this is Simon Sham with a fantastic, fantastic show from Don Martin. I just think it's so cool. I mean, maybe I have a soft spot of a, a bias or I should say bias or just like respect leaders who've been with the same company for the entire time. Never did any other company, just one company. Uh, you can call them lucky or you can call them focused. Uh, a lot of it, I think also him as a person of integrity, a loyalty, you know, he talked about the company being loyal to him, him being loyal to people. Um, and now he's got a really good residual income. So it's really, really inspiring. Uh, one of the things that he shared about is long term, right? He always thought long term. He was making good money in the construction, but residual income is based on long term relationships, loyalty, and you know, seeing where you're going to go. Like, this is a huge business. And the turning point for him was really, you know, he was lucky. He went to his international conference three weeks, right? Just the top he joined three weeks. That's when he saw the belief, right, that this is a real career opportunity. Not just to earn a couple hundred dollars, but you can make a long-term career out of it. And uh, it's just, you know, it's one thing. If you go to an event, right, you cannot deny that success doesn't happen in network marketing because there's tons of people are successful. And he talked about, he was just positive, right? It's like, it's like he has to, he gained posture, positivity and posture. Cause, and I love what he said when he approaches people, you know, whether you join or not, it's okay, but it's going to work for me. I love that posture and not chasing people. Like most of you, if you're struggling because you're trying to convince people, I always get these questions from people. How do I convince people? It's not about convincing. It's be like Don says, be the person you want. If you want to be more powerful, be more powerful. You want your team or attract more committed people, be more committed. Be that person. People stop following you. And even if you don't join, they'll give you referrals, right? You want, and this, the psychology is the more you chase, the more people run away. It's just like, when during the dating, right? Like the more guys, I always give the example. This is what happened to me. The more I chased after the girl, the more they ran away, right? It's like we have this tendency: don't pursue people. That was Don's aha moment. He never really had to chase anyone. He just became that person, and he, it was a process. He put people through this process of looking at opportunity, and people basically, quote unquote, volunteered themselves. Really good. And that's posture. That's really posture. And I was talking to Don afterwards. Maybe it's the Northeast thing. I just got along with him really, really well. Because it's be that person that people want to join. Stop chasing people. When you, when you chase, you have no posture. Because people are exactly thinking like, wow, if you're so successful, why are you chasing me? Why do you want me so badly? Then you can't be successful. 
And that's when they ask you, how much money are you making? How long have you been in the business? Or they'll say, oh, when you become successful, then talk to me. So really good stuff. Um, a couple other things real quick is, is when the info went from the info age to the entrepreneur age. And people's incomes, you know, you hear from someone who's been in the business for over 16 uh been in the industry 16 years, the incomes are getting quick, higher and higher. People achieve them faster and faster as well. Last tip, right, is, uh, is you want to be be the person you want to associate with and be a professional networker. The way he handled the million-dollar question, I thought that was one of the best ones. What is a professional networker? And not just to be a network marketer, but you want you want to read How to Win Influence People, Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, networking books, is be the connector. Connect people, get referrals so that he's going to go to all these business networking functions, meet people, connect them, introduce them. And then later on, everyone, when he walks in the room, everyone knows, wow, that's Don Martin because he's the connector. Or he, he's Don Martin, he gave me a couple of customers. Or he's Don Martin, he sent me something that was really helpful. Be that connector. That's what I inspire to be, to be a connector. Right? If you don't know anyone right now, go out in the community. If you have trouble with sponsoring a war market, they're probably not the person you want. Go to a new market, go to attend business functions, be a connector. Don't see them as prospects. Meet new friends and help people. You invest in that. Do that for a couple of months. I'm telling you, you see incredible, credible things will happen to you. Your reputation. People will want to associate with you. Like Don says, be the person you want to associate with and other people will come to you. So, awesome training. Make sure you go to mlnation.net. Just search for Don, D-O-N, on the search bar and make sure you connect with them. Amazing leader. Tons of experience. Very rarely do you find someone with that type of longevity of a company and still, and the thing is, income increasing every single year. That's the thing that's impressive. Reach out to them. And if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot. And share this with ML Profession. It's totally it's awesome just to build, see someone, just the same company, same time, increasing income, increasing residual, and making it happen. And really a professional, professional networker. So make sure you reach out to Don. ML Nation, thank you for listening. This is Simon Chandler. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 